0: Welcome to another edition of the OXBC podcast and videocast. Um, today, we've, we're joined by not one, but two OXBC members uh, in the form of Daniele Menzi of NextHash and Tim Vasco of Blockserts. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? We're great. Ah, great. great. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having us. So uh, let's start with you, Daniela. So you are in Switzerland at the moment, I understand. Um, House things there? And also, if you could just tell us about Nextash and what you guys are doing and what Nextash is about and who you hope will will adopt the technology.
1: Yeah, so thank you for the introduction. First of all, I'm in Switzerland still for a while. Uh, I will change places because now I'm not spending much time in Switzerland. I'm just flying over. And uh, so it's time for me, um, probably at the end of the year, I will move in the countries where... Nextash is a uh, day by day present, like the UK, Malta, and other jurisdictions. So, um, yeah, I'm the CEO of Nextash. Nextash is uh, essentially is a regulated exchange, which uh, initially has envisioned and now is doing uh, uh, on the blockchain space. Uh, actually, uh, we believe a, a brand new regulated way of doing and handling uh, uh, any type of digital assets from cryptocurrencies and uh, um, utility token asset back token and later security token in a fully regulated environment so what we believe is that uh, for a period of time uh, so uh, so the crypto crypto movements uh, have uh, taken advantage of uh, uh, lack of uh, uh, regulations in a way so as uh, to uh, to reach a kind of adoption by uh, a certain audience uh, and at the same time uh, we are much more focused on uh, the institutional players and the traditional finance guys that are, you know, embracing a new way of uh, I- investing into new digital asset and new asset class. So this is what we're doing.
0: Fantastic. Um, so yeah, not to, not to put any spoilers out there, but, um, I was looking into block certs as well, and I can already see a way that you guys can combine, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, cause I know that's happening, but so maybe over to Tim, um, if you could give us a little briefing on block certs and, uh, what you guys are
2: doing. Thanks for having us, Carl. Um, yeah, block certs is a, uh is uh, what I'd like to say is a smart contract as a service or uh, blockchain as a service platform. We're a fully integrated suite on top of the BlockCerts blockchain. Um, we've been at this for a long time. Um, there's 1.7 million man hours into the platform. So it's, it's huge, as Danielle knows. And we were excited to get together because following the uh, mission of NextHash and Next Enter, the exchange, we can put an entire back office behind this to really create that blockchain-based automation, tracking smart contracts, KYC, AML, all in one place. Um, And as as Danielle says, and we've had many conversations, obviously, as we formed our joint venture about what the issues are in the the markets, um, we want to bring stability and uh, usability and inclusion into the capital markets. And we also want to make sure that investors, the businesses that are tokenizing, have the tool sets to actually run companies like this that are then tokenized, funded, and operating. BlockCerts has all of that. We've got over 400 apps already built, all turnkey, so businesses don't have to worry about all that engineering that goes into that. It's a massive undertaking. I think that's why we see so many blockchain projects that still as here's an idea because it takes a, a lot to do this. But we're really excited. Next hash gives us at Blockcerts a partner that we can really engage into the market and become a force to uh, drive blockchain forward. And and I think it's important. Yeah, I mean you've you've hinted at the partnership there, um, so. Let's, uh,
0: let's go back to Daniela and just see, um, Daniela, what do you think in terms of um, your partnership with BlockCerts, where do they come in, in terms of your exchange and how, how, how do you see that working?
1: So, so first of all, I think uh, before talking about the details of our business, uh, uh, me and team, We are really uh, we share the same level of um, um, energy and frequency. Frequency we put in the way we do in business. This is from the macro perspective, because um, what we both envision and doing at the same time is a a a real end-to-end to deliver service products to deliver a promise that at the end has a real utility to the market. So what we believe and what we don't do actually is build probably the best tech in place, but we know real customers because there's no market in the back. So we have reversed this approach saying, uh, we deeply believe that uh, when I say blockchain adoption, is, it's really a big word. It's a big buzzword because there's no blockchain to the eyes of consumers at the end. It's just technology, right? Mm-hmm. So what team has been doing greatly with Block Search, it's really used the best of the blockchain, the promise of the blockchain, meaning uh, cryptography and making sure that every single touch point in the process of tokenization, in the process of issuance, in the process of compliance, uh, it's fully secured by the blockchain technology stack. And what we deliver on top being an exchange, meaning being the gateway to the market, when I say market it's both investors and uh, uh, customers at the end, uh, I put under the same umbrella, communities. So the exchange is like the gateway Uh, uh, which is exposed to to the moment of markets. So there is a perfect synergy into this model to deliver the promise of having a full and trend solution when it comes down to tokenize any and every type of
0: asset or utility. So whenever we talk to guys from exchanges, um, the word regulators always comes up. And um, I was just wondering, with with block certs on board now and the, the possibilities for KYC and AML, how does that, does that help you with regulators when you're, especially when you're talking about doing STOs potentially um, and tokenized securities, how, how does that work?
2: Um, I can jump in from a technology standpoint. Uh, so basically when we're looking at regulation, I think there's going to be this massive shift in regulation too, to real-time regulation. So, if you think about, as Danielle says, the promise of the blockchain, it's that every transaction and the entire life cycle of onboarding, which we call KYC AML, through that entire process is, is modeled and recorded on an immutable ledger. So, if we can do that, we can now co opt in regulation. We can co opt in regulators. Not only that, and we all know this, this is technologies that's been there for a long time, Google, uh, IP maps the world, right? So there's no reason that we can't now with smart contracts, and in fact, we're doing this in jurisdictions, jurisdiction by jurisdiction, mapping to the regulations. So every country has a regulation. In some cases, like the United States, every state has a regulation. Um, Interestingly, I'm in Las Vegas right now at the uh, giant cannabis conference, and uh, 50 states have uh, adopted cannabis, and the national government hasn't. And I'm from Canada, and the national government has. So you can see this massive shift in regulations as well across many industries. What blockchain brings to that is real-time regulation, the ability to actually incorporate regulators, and instead of what what I call after-the-fact regulation. Um, We can bring in reg tech and reg tech is now if a transaction isn't um, Compliant it just doesn't go forward and if something's happening, that's an anomaly It can be stopped smart contracts blockchain can do all of that so we create a new model of instead of the auditors coming in after the fact and saying you did this wrong you did this wrong you did this wrong On the front end, we're like, you did this right, you did this right, you did this right, and we now have legitimacy for the regulators, for the investors, for the businesses, for the exchange, and hence, build a more stable market. That's how I see RegTech as part of uh, what block certs can deliver in conjunction with
1: NextHedge. Well, what we are doing just a bit, um, we are anticipating some uh, probably new requirements that will come into force into the regulation space. So we're trying to adopt, or we call it a proactive compliance approach in the sense that we don't have to just, you know, taking the compliant element of the fact that we're doing business in certain areas as a cost, right? So we rather believe this is being an opportunity, being uh, proactively compliant in the sense that, i give you a very simple example. We as an exchange, we make money by listing tokens and buying trading cryptocurrencies. It's a transaction business, essentially. So, and then the more we list, the more we transact, the more we make money. So technically, we should not stop anyone in listing a token to our exchange. We don't do that. So we want to list only tokens, which we believe have an element of compliance. It doesn't mean we have to like them because we are kind of a centralized exchange in a way. Okay, it's not Mm -hmm. like, we like or not, it's just the, the token should have a structure, we should be ready to put compliance on top. It's not because of we like or not, they have to be structured in a way to comply as a framework. And that's what the team and Blockster is driving, meaning having an end-to-end solution from KYC is not only KYC, but it's also back office, back office process, which is enormous for people that didn't see in the tokenization uh, space, uh, which brings uh, a lot of value if done, if done under let's say the element of the blockchain itself, meaning uh, tracking every single transaction, hashing uh, every single activity so as anyone can come and audit at any point in time since day
2: one, okay? And And it's not like
1: uh, we have
2: to comply with the law, is we track everything. And, and as Danielle says, and I really want to point this out, we call that cost compression as well, because we're driving down the cost, which drives up inclusion. So now, as, as he says, we can list really um, anybody on the exchange or next hash can with confidence, right? And, and it, the barrier to entry of cost and compliance is huge. It's massive. And we're driving that down. So that it's 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 uh, inclusive, affordable, and everything from the smallest token offering—that's just a a really good business model that needs uh, legs to get out there and access the capital to giant projects can uh, can really control that and be um, be included and be compliant. And that was going to be my next question,
0: actually. In terms of, do you see there being a bit of a challenge attracting? Um, some crypto projects who perhaps don't have any interest in paying the extra to be compliant. But as you said, if you can drive down the cost that will open widen the scope of your audience in terms of the projects you can attract. But do you feel like there's still a communication job to be done then in that sense? I, I, I would
1: say yes. Yes. There is a, there is, a, I would say there's not lack of understanding. There is confusion about compliance. First of all, there is, a, there is a barrier, a trend tree. I'll give you a very simple example. So, if you want to tokenize an asset and you want to do a security token offer, you have to be ready to pay something in the hundreds of thousands of US dollars to do this process end to end, and it's very expensive. Imagine that you have an asset which is worth one million or two million. Are you ready to pay hundreds of thousand of dollars for an asset which is worth this amount of money? Probably not. So, the STO should deliver, at least that is what the STO is meant to be, should deliver the promise of being cheaper than the traditional IPO-like processes, right? So right now, we are, in a way, using the technology stack as the the element to do an STO as opposite to IPO traditional finding with no real financial benefits, number one, and with an operational complexity which is not that different than the IPO itself or similar processes. What we believe is there are two barriers. Number one, pricing, and number two, the complexity of running this type of business or this offering. So especially from an operations standpoint, having from a token issuer perspective, a clear understanding, what does it mean to tokenize an asset? It's very cumbersome because people in the space usually address one piece without giving the full picture. So the idea is to reverse a bit and giving a one-stop shop, as we call it, At what we believe an affordable price for every and any type, not only STO, but every and any type of token offering, including asset-backed and utility tokens.
0: Yeah, that's going to be really important. Really important going forward, especially, you know, a lot of a lot of projects try have trouble with funding and to lay out that extra expense to be compliant and to go the full hog is it's, it's a tricky one. So, in terms of your partnership, then, how did that come about?
1: Well, Thanks to OxBC, yeah. <laughs> OxBC exactly. exactly. Right. OxBC plug there. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Me and team were not a part of the same group. We're not part of the same class. But thanks to our wonderful uh, Telegram group, and then uh, so actually I reached out for a query. Then me and team. There was somewhere in May. I don't remember exactly the date. Then we had a kind of a, an offline check. We started discussing and, you know, confronting each other for months. It's not something which did happen in one day. And after a while, on both sides, we were convinced we can do something greater than what we initially envisioned and imagined. And actually, uh, at least I'm, I mean, super excited what we're trying to do because it's far away bigger than what I imagined at the beginning. And I'm even more excited. Yeah, and,
2: and to echo that, uh, I reached out to Danielle. I can't really remember what it was, but it was a very interesting post. And, uh, and we had these conversations, and we started to see that by bringing these two components together, that front-end um, access to the market and the back-end that we do to support the market, and by being able to provide these services to any size, as he said, it just became obvious that this is a, a huge need in the market. Um, we could really make an impact quickly because of all the work we've put into our both of our organizations. So the rest is history. So thanks, uh, OXBC. It's just, you know, it wouldn't have happened without that, uh, that group being there. And it's been incredibly valuable. And it's going to be more valuable for us um, as we as we move forward. And, and for, the uh, for the low, low price of £99 per year, I believe, <laughs> Anyone, you
0: can be yeah. a member yourself and catalyse some more serendipity just like just like these guys. Um, yeah. OK, well, let's talk about what's next, what's coming up for you guys. So do, as you're, hit, you're um, on the chair, Tim, do you want to talk about what's coming up for sets?
2: Yeah, we're launching um, a marketplace uh, that will literally allow every security token and even um, development projects to come on board, um, add their project, add their platform, add their app, use the components from a technology perspective. And what we wanted to do was create a way that literally, just like crowdfunding, you could start out small, walk your way up all the way into this, what becomes quite complex quite quickly, this token offering or uh, especially security token offerings. So that marketplace will be out um, in January. Um, We already have quite a few tokens that we're working on right now that are um, going up on the next hash exchange. We'll be announcing those press releases on all of that. We're also bringing in market making. Uh, market making technologies, uh, trading, things like that with some really great, uh, market making, um, elements that, that we'll be announcing. So just, uh, a opportunity to really create an environment where no matter who you are or what you do, you can participate in this and literally driving that cost factor down to where there's no reason not to, uh, to stair-step into a market that gives you access to all of this uh, uh, blockchain technology as well as the capital that that's possible with uh, tokenization. And I was checking out the BlockCert site before we did
0: the call, and um, just in terms of kind of mainstream adoption, I noticed the um, facility that you've got for people to kind of, just individuals to have a record of their own certificates and training and have that provable on the blockchain. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit?
2: Well, you can, you can prove anything on the blockchain, really. All your commercial transactions, we can deal with um, any compliant transaction. That's why we're very big in e-health, um, obviously regulated products like cannabis, prescriptions, things like that. Um, we deal with anything that has a compliance component to it, not just the tokenization, but the things that you need to track. And that could be as simple as, as food. So what we're releasing today, um, actually in an hour here, is what we call seed certain. And that will track everything from the farm to the table or seed to sale. And so it, tracking is the biggest component of this. So it makes sense also in a securitized token uh, tokenization model that you would want to track from the moment that business or the idea comes to life all the way to who's putting money in, investing in this business, and um, the full circle of of accountability and immutability on the uh, chain. Um, We've created a system where we can go from cryptography to human-readable format and protect that fully with public-private key pairs through our wallet technology that's extremely advanced and make sure that every person now protects their identity and every business protects their identity by holding their own private keys. So um, there's a lot going on here that really, as Danielle says, is the promise of the blockchain and that's what we're pushing forward. So our commercial our commercial side is blockcerts.com. We are expanding beyond that um, into the marketplace and then of course next enter and um and our explorer is at uh, blockcerts io. so yeah. you'll, you'll see a bunch of these things come out and uh, be more accessible and you'll be able to actually see it it's live um real transactions are going through it right now
0: yeah fantastic take a look take a look um i'll put the links up uh, for on the actual video so people can check it out as we speak Great. Um, okay, Danielle, over to you. What, what's, uh, what's next for NextHash and NextInter? So, on NextInter
1: side, uh, so we have a quite a packed uh, technical roadmap um, to uh, mostly to support a new uh, new currencies uh, for wide payment because we have also crypto. So we have crypto fiat license. So in fact, uh, we hold also payments from our customers to our bank account directly. So we hold the support of new currencies. We adding new pairs and we adding new features, including debit cards. Um, it's very it's very intense in terms of uh, uh, um, in terms of technology development uh, and exchange it's, it's pretty complicated in a way. It works um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to be done, uh, especially in Christmas time. We'll be fully working and then with with team we are working on uh, on various uh, so Sto projects. And uh, probably uh, we will be able to start so the tokenization of um, it's an equity-based token as of next week, and then uh, we're going to announce only once it's done and not the other way around. And, uh, and um, we have um, so other, other tokens we try in the pipeline, uh, uh, and um, yeah, we will announce it somewhere in time, uh, once
0: we're comfortable, that we can tell to the world what we have achieved that's great we well, definitely keep us posted and we'll be sure to um, announce it through OXBC as well thank you cool well thank you so much for joining us guys it's been really informative I've learned a lot more about your projects than I knew um, from just my own research so it's, it's been
2: great thank you so much thank you Carl. and thank you, and thank you all, OXBC